eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen and hang out with me. So I did not have a podcast episode last week just due to all of the crazy things going on in the U.S. right now. Um, Emotions were very high and I started recording an episode like literally 10 different times and had to go back and delete because emotions were just getting the best of me and I was not, I don't know. It's very hard to think rationally with all of this stuff going on in the world. And hopefully I'll have an episode in the next coming weeks on ways to cope when things like that happen and like ways to kind of not separate, but like calm your body down when everything around you is pure chaos. Um, Cause I've definitely been learning more about that in the past couple weeks. But anyway, moral of the story, I ended up not doing an episode last week. I gave myself a little break to kind of process everything and just breathe and not have, you know, other stuff to add to my plate. Um, so in today's episode, I want to talk about six things you can stop buying today. And you might be thinking like, okay, but why? Like, what, are, what is the point? Why do I need to stop buying things? Well, I'm not telling you that you need to stop buying things. However, me personally, in a country where it feels like, I guess pretty much the government does not give a rat's butt about you, which I know it's things have been going to shit for the past like four or five years here in the U.S. And if you don't agree, that's fine. Everybody has their opinions. I personally think things have went pretty downhill very fast, or at least like we didn't notice how bad things are. And then with social media kind of enlightening all of us to what is actually happening within local governments and infrastructures and things, it's been very disheartening. But obviously as a single person, there's not much that I feel like I can do to help the issue at all. Like I can go to protests. I can use my voice to share messages and things like that. But besides that, like what individual action can one person take that will actually make a difference? And I obviously am still learning. I do not know answers to that. Um, You know, I don't think anybody really has cut and dry answers. However, I do know that the one thing our government cares about is money, like literally above almost all else besides like power. It's, you know, money and power. And so, you know, I'm not saying I want to hurt our local economy, but obviously if the government is going to show us that we don't mean crap to them and all they care about is their power and their money, then, you know, we'll stop giving them so much money. So that's kind of the approach I am trying to take is kind of like taking this silent battle where I'm kind of just wiping my hands clean and trying to spend way less money than I usually do or I have in the past. 
So if that sounds like something that could align with something that would make you feel better in in terms of the actions that you're taking moving forward, then this is the episode for you. Even if you don't care about the whole government thing and you just want to save money and live more eco-friendly and sustainably, keep listening because I'm going to tell you about six things that you can stop buying today. And again, all of these things will immensely help the environment and your budget regardless of your opinion on everything else that's going on in the world. So if you are new to the podcast and you're like, okay, but what does me buying anything have anything to do with sustainability and eco-friendly? So production of goods that we buy actually creates a lot of pollution and waste and greenhouse gases every year. So the more people that are buying things, like the more of us that go into Target and look in the Target dollar section and buy all the cute stuff and the fun little kid trinkets, the more items Target is going to want to produce to put in that dollar section, right? And, you know, bear with me if you don't shop at Target, it's fine. I'm just using it as a very, like, small example. Um, So if everybody, like, if every single person that shopped at Target or even half the people that shopped at Target decided, hey, I'm not even going to stop and look in the Target dollar section anymore. Like nothing in that area entices me. It's all cheaply made. Like nothing's actually going to last. I'm not even going to stop and look. Then that would drive the demand for those items down. And obviously the big corporations like that, Target will see that and be like, oh, We're spending this money producing these items and stocking them on the shelves, and then no one is buying them, you know? So eventually, they're going to kind of get the hint and either take out the Target dollar section or drastically decrease the, you know, cheaply made items that are going in there or just completely, like, you know, reframe how they look at that space and put something else there instead. So the overall message is, especially like these big companies, the more people that are purchasing these goods, the higher the demand for them will be. And the higher the demand is, the higher rates of production and the more these companies will make. Everything is supply and demand. So the more people buying stuff, the more things these companies will have to make. And like I said earlier, the production of these goods creates tons of pollution, waste, and greenhouse gases, mostly in like developing nations every year. So the more people that start buying less, like even if you don't cut out altogether, but you just start buying a lot less than you do, then the less the demand for those products will be. And eventually the companies will catch up. And if the demand is going down and less people are buying things, then they will start producing less. And even if they started producing like 2% less goods than they are currently, that still would be drastic numbers in terms of greenhouse gas emissions that are created. So again, it all comes down to money and whether it's like the government or the big corporations, like they don't want to waste their money making things that people don't want to buy, right? So if a lot of people collectively come together and start buying a lot less stuff, the impact on the environment over the course of time, once the company's kind of caught up to that lack of demand, would be so incredible. 
So again, that's kind of the approach that I am taking to everything going on in the world. I have committed to buying a lot less. And something that comes along with that is kind of trying to just be more self-sufficient. So yeah, that's kind of, that's what feels good to me right now. And again, besides just making a statement and hopefully making a little bit of a change over time, um, it's also just going to be better for the environment and it's going to save me money. So, you know, win-win. So finally getting to the main point of today's episode, here are the six things that you can stop buying today. So the first one is very hard, especially in your if you're in the habit of buying this all the time, but the payoff and like the aftermath of making this change is so awesome awesome. So one thing that you can stop buying today are new clothes. And I don't mean like you can never go into Target and buy something new again, but if you start being very mindful of the amount of new clothes that you buy, like so many things shifted for me after making that like jump in that commitment. So an easy way to help with this, especially if you're someone that likes to go clothes shopping, you like fashion, you like playing around with your outfits and stuff, is to start thrifting your clothes instead. And I I realized that like, you know, you're still putting money out in the economy and stuff, so whatever. However, if you go to like Goodwill and you buy 10 articles of clothing, you'll end up spending like the same amount of money that you would on one pair of shorts at Target. So it's, you know, you get a lot more bang for your buck, it's better for the environment, and you are helping clothes not end up in landfills. So I, you know, I ship this a lot on my podcast, but thrifting clothes instead of buying new is such a good idea, like every time. And obviously if you're purchasing from like a sustainable brand that like makes things like very good quality and ethically and stuff, then that's amazing. But in my experience, the majority of people that I know and that I know listen to this podcast, we do not have the amount of disposable income that we need to drop like $200 on a pair of, you know, organic grass fed jeans, you know, and if you do, again, that's amazing, more power to you. But, you know, for those that do not have that option, thrifting your clothes is just such a game changer. Another really good plus about this, if you have not listened to my episode of about fast fashion, um, is that most new clothes in the stores right now, especially like Target, you know, Forever 21, Shein, which I know is all the hype, like I understand everybody loves cheap clothes, especially if you don't have the money, but I promise you when you wear the shirt twice and then it starts falling apart because it's made like super cheaply and with horrible materials that are not meant to last, you're going to be like, damn, this was all a waste of money. And that's just this like vicious cycle of fast fashion. This stuff is made to keep up with trends. It's not made to last. So that's why it's really fun for me to thrift clothes instead Because all in all, it's going like the things typically last longer, especially if you're going and buying like a vintage shirt that was made 20, 30 years ago. Like if it has already lasted 20 or 30 years, you know that you wearing it five times is not going to make it fall apart like that tank top that you bought at Target. And I'm not saying you pointedly because like this was me in the past. I have purchased like a haul from Sheen a few years ago when they first opened and I used to regularly shop at like Target 
and Walmart and all of the places like that. And while I do have a couple pieces that lasted, the majority of the clothes I bought from them ended up going in like to clothing recycling because it fell apart so fast or straight to the thrift store because you could tell it was not like good quality and it was just not nice to wear. So yeah, anyway, thrift your clothes and try to stop buying clothes new if you can. So the second thing that you can stop buying today are water bottles. And I understand there are some places in this country where you do not have safe water and you need to drink out of water bottles. That's, you know, com that's a completely separate issue. I Like, obviously, I'm not telling you if your water is unsafe that you have to drink it anyway. So if you need, like, if water bottles are a necessity, I totally get that. However, if, you know, water bottles are kind of a thing of convenience for you, I highly suggest buying a filter. There are some really affordable options for, like, countertop filters or filters that you can stick in the fridge, um, things like Brita filters, zero water filters, or if you want to get fancy, there are like the Berkey's and the Pure One or Pro One or something like that. Um, but it's a really good investment and it will save you money over time versus like keeping up with buying the big containers of like bottled water every week or however often you have to buy them. But more than that, it's so much better for your health. There are so many like studies that prove that there are tons of microplastics in like the single use water bottles. And I mean, it makes sense. Like they're obviously the, the bottles are produced, they're filled with water and then like they are put in a container to be shipped somewhere and they're not like climate controlled. It can get very hot, which causes like the toxins to seep into the water. And overall, I don't know, every time that I've had to like, or I've been in a situation where I drink a bottled water for the past few years, to me, it just tastes so nasty. Like I feel like once you stop drinking bottled water and then you try it again, you're like, ew, this literally tastes like plastic. So, you know, it's better for your health if you can go with a separate water filter and then you can just filter out your tap water. But then obviously that's a lot better for the environment too because you have like, and most of the water filters unfortunately are also made of plastic, but having like one filter that's made of plastic versus however many bottles of water you would drink per day. So my biggest suggestion for this is like running to Target or Walmart or even looking on Amazon and buying a water filter with a reusable water bottle or even like you can use a mason jar with a lid or something like that. Um, but it's a lot better for the environment and it's better for your health and over time it will save you money. So the next thing that you can stop buying today is for all of my listeners that have uteruses. Um, this is a swap that I made about six years ago and I've not looked back ever since, but that's instead of purchasing tampons and pads, buy yourself a good menstrual cup or I know a lot of people prefer the discs. I've heard good things about that, um, along with some either reusable pads or period underwear. And I know growing up, it's ingrained into our heads that periods are disgusting and we can't talk about them and it's something to be ashamed of and stuff. And obviously that's just bull crap, but I feel like because of that, sustainable period alternatives have really gotten a bad rep from some people. They're like, ew, that's disgusting. Why would I want to have a cup where the blood goes versus a tampon that it's, you know, soaks it all up. And I feel like tampons 
and pads are a little bit easier to dispose of. It's not so much like maintenance, you know, whatever, which is totally understandable. And like, it is a learning curve. However, I promise it, like, it's not as intimidating as it seems. Again, for me, I've been using a menstrual cup for about six years now. And for the first couple of weeks, there was definitely a learning curve where I had to like, you know, watch videos and look at the instructions a whole bunch of times. But after you get it, it's super easy. It's so much more comfortable than tampons, at least for me personally. And I don't know. Overall, for me, it's a much better experience. And for some reason, my cramps are not as bad as they were when I was wearing like the mainstream tampons and pads. Another plus about this is obviously the waste aspect. When you buy a menstrual cup, it's just a reusable like cup that you insert and then you take it out, you you know, you dump the blood out, you rinse it out, and then you can put it back in. And then at the end of every cycle, you just like sterilize it and it's good to go for the next month. So you don't have to keep buying these products every month or, you know, every couple months. So it's a lot better for the environment because obviously that's a lot less waste involved, but then it's also very economically just a smart choice because a menstrual cup, I think they run about 25 bucks. And then if you get a good set of period underwear or reusable pads, that's probably another like 20, 25 Um, I know there are some brands of period underwear where it's like $20 a pair. So, (laughs) you know, there are a lot of options to choose from, but you can get like a baseline, you know, just the period or menstrual cup with the underwear for like probably around 50 bucks, but then you only buy it that once, right? You don't have, and I know like tampons are expensive. Like I went and just looked and they're like five to $7 a box And it has like 20 something in there, which will last you hopefully like a cycle, maybe two. And then you have to like go buy the products all over again next month or the month after whenever you run out when you get your cycle next. So if you do buy like the menstrual cup with the period underwear, you will pretty much have made your money back within like a few months or maybe like five months max. So again, this is another thing where it's great for the environment for you to stop buying, but it's also very good on your bank account. And it's one thing that you're not going to have to worry about buying next time you go to the grocery store. There's also, if you've been wanting to try a cup, but you're a little bit intimidated at the thought of it and you're like, okay, there are a million brands. What do I even start with? There is a, an online quiz that someone made. And this is at, like, it's been around for a long time. This is how I bought my first cup about six years ago was through this quiz. And they just keep tweaking it and making it better and better. But if you go to putacupinit.com, which I know that's like a funny name, um, or you can literally just Google menstrual cup quiz and it is the first one that pops up. But that's a really good like starting point if you are thinking about buying a cup and you don't really know which one would be the best for you. Um, there's a lot of like really good suggestions on there. So the next thing that you can stop buying are paper towels. And I know a lot of people are either very strongly on one side of the fence when it comes to this or very strongly on the other side. Like either you are vehemently against paper towels and you never buy them or you use them religiously. And either way is like fine. Again, I'm not judging literally anybody's life choices. 
Um, however, I do grocery shop. And when we first moved into the house, I was like, okay, we have a lot of stuff that we need to clean because we moved into the house that we bought and a lot of stuff was just filthy. And obviously I didn't have all of my like sustainable stuff here yet. We had to wait for stuff to get um, shipped to us from North Carolina. So I caved and I went and bought like a two pack of paper towels. And I, I don't know why growing up, I thought paper towels, maybe three to $4 for like a two pack. It was literally $7.99. And I was like, okay, this makes me so much happier that I don't buy paper towels because when the heck did they get so expensive? And I know that there's like cheap brands, but you know, as well as I do that the target brand of paper towels do not clean nearly as well as Bounty. And it literally like the cheap paper towels almost seem like they're like water repellent. Like they don't absorb anything. So if you're kind of in this predicament where you are, what did I just say predicament? If you're in a predicament where you do use a lot of paper towels just because that's what you grew up with and that's you know your routine right now, I definitely suggest trying to switch it up to a sustainable version of paper towels. My absolute favorite, which I think I mentioned in the last episode and the episode before that, I've probably mentioned flower sack towels in at least half the episodes on this podcast. But go do yourself a favor, go to like Walmart, Target, whatever, and buy a big pack of flour sack towels. They're in like the bathroom, or actually I think they're in like the kitchen section, just with the kitchen towels. They come in packs of like four or five or 10, and they're very cheap, like pretty much a dollar per flour sack towel typically. But buy like one or two sets of these, and they come in these big sheets. They're typically like 20 by 20 squares. So I cut them up into fourths, or sometimes they're like really big, and I cut them up into ninths and use those in place of paper towels. So what has worked really well for me is I have a basket on top of my counter with all of the clean flour sack towels. And anytime that I need to clean something or wipe something down or there's a spill, I just grab one from my basket, I clean it up, and then I have another like plastic container underneath the sink where I throw the dirty ones that need to be washed. And then every couple days I'll wash them. So again, these are it, literally buying like two packs of them is the same price as buying a two pack of paper towels. And these will last you almost forever. I know I've been using mine for, I think about f- like three-ish years now, three or four years. And I have not had to replace any of them. Like they just last a long time and they work very well. And then you won't have to spend like eight to 10 bucks on paper towels next time you go to the store. So this is another like win for you and win for the environment. So the fifth thing that you can stop buying today is this kind of goes along with the first point with trying to not buy as much new clothes and trying to thrift instead. And this is decor. So I say this because new decor is often like pretty expensive or if, you know, again, target dollar section, like, you know, you can get cute decor that's trendy, but very cheaply made. Um, And then it just does not last well. You can tell that it's just not great quality. And I feel like so much of this is cycled, like people will buy this cheap decor to like put up with the trends. And then once the new trends come in, the new like color scheme that Target tells you is the new in thing right now, you know, all of this stuff gets donated or tossed or whatever. And then it's like a new haul. So what for me, what has been so fun over the past few years is cultivating my own, like my personal home style. 
because I used to be that girl that would go into Hobby Lobby and spend like $150 on any like decor that was on, like anything that I thought, oh, that looks, you know, pretty cute. And it was always things that were just on trend. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with liking things that are trendy. Like they are trendy for a reason and it's because a lot of people, you know, like them. And that's like kind of the general consensus. However, I have started kind of doing a thing where I try to avoid the trending home items. And instead I have honestly been thrifting like 99% of our home decorations and furniture pieces and things like that. And for me, it's just so much more fun to walk into a thrift store and kind of see what speaks to you. I actually do this um, poll very regularly on my Instagram called cute or fugly. And it's where I post things that I think are cute or I think are really weird. And I let you guys vote on if you think it's cute or if you think it's fugly, whether it's like a piece of art or, you know, a vase or plate or something like home decor related. And it's really awesome to see, like, there are things that I absolutely love that I walked out of the thrift store with that like over half the people said was fugly. And like, on the contrary, there are some really weird things that I would consider fugly that I've posted in my stories. And there are always people that think it's cute. So I just think it's like really fun to be able to go and find those unique pieces that are not like just being mass produced currently because they're what's in trend, but instead like the things that really resonate with you and that you actually like, and you don't just like because again, that's what's in trend right now. So I really implore you like next time you feel an inkling, if you're like, oh, my kitchen counter looks kind of spare. I really want a few cute decorative pieces to go on top of here. Or if you're looking at a wall and you're like, eh, I kind of want a gallery wall, you know, I highly suggest checking your local thrift stores first or even places like Facebook marketplace. Because again, not only is it better for the environment to buy secondhand, but it's so much more affordable and so much cheaper than going to like Target or Hobby Lobby or wherever to buy home decor. And then the last thing that you can stop buying today is individually packaged snacks. And I know that this is another like case by case scenario where maybe you are sending your kid to school or daycare or something and they specifically tell you that you have to like include the individually packaged snacks. However, if it's just for like snacking around the house and things, it's so much cheaper and better for the environment to buy the bulk items. So like say you're going to get the little bags of Cheez-Its for your kiddos to snack on. Instead of buying like the prepackaged stuff, you can buy a big box and it will end up saving you money and then you can just put them in little bowls for your kids or even get some like reusable um, Ziploc bags or something. Or if you have a ton of Ziploc bags currently, then you could just use those, you know? Um, But that's something that I have really tried to avoid and I have not bought in a really long time. Full disclosure, with the exception of fruit snacks, my daughter went through a phase like a year ago where she was obsessed with fruit snacks and luckily that has died down but that's like the one pre-packaged snacks that we have bought because you can't really buy those in bulk um unless i don't know if you have like a sprouts or whole foods or something and you're really lucky nearby maybe you can however i know like usually i've never seen like fruit snacks in bulk um 
again, luckily we haven't had to buy those lately, but just in general, like trying to buy food, especially snack products in bulk versus the individually packaged stuff will, again, both save you money and save more waste from being produced and put into your local landfill. So yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for today's episode, six things that you can stop buying today. And even if all, like if all of these you look at the list and it's just overwhelming. You're like, nah, I can't do that. Just pick like one thing. And again, you don't have to cut it out completely. Even if you just stop buying less of this thing and then like, you know, over time you start to cut back more and more, that will have a lasting impact on both you and the environment. But again, these are things, it's not just doing it for the sake of like being zero waste or being low waste or being eco-friendly. I feel like things are a lot easier to actually make the commitment on when they not only help the environment, but they also help you. And if you're trying, like if you're on a budget and you're trying to save money, I feel like making a lot of these sustainable swaps are just like, it's so smart all the way around because it's helping you and it's helping the environment. So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, I hope that you can find at least one of the six things that I mentioned in the episode today and try to cut back or cut out completely. I am rooting for you. I totally think that you can do it. I know that it's hard, especially when you're like, stuck in the routine of living a certain way and buying certain things, it can be like really scary to jump out of that comfort zone. But again, I'm here for you. I'm rooting you on every step of the way. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time. 